0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. <laughs> Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller.
1: Hello, Mike Mueller. Hello, happy to... Yes it is. It is happy Tuesday. Uh but first the uh the pause. Ah. Now we're rolling. Everybody have your cup of coffee, have your uh, cup of tea, your adult beverage, whatever it is that you're drinking. Uh because it may not be morning where you are. Just because it's morning where we are. Uh we have a new uh we have a we have a new guy. Hello, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's just around just to keep us on our toes. If you've never listened before, this is Social Media Edge Radio. We've been on since August of 2008. Crazy. Season 9, Episode 8 is today. So, welcome. Mike, why don't you tell the folks today what we normally talk about, or we say we talk about.
2: Well, we talk about, and that tea went down the wrong pipe, I'll have you
1: know. Oh, and then I Um, called on you to speak.
2: That's okay, um, and maybe it'll help. We talk about anything and everything that goes into uh, your business, especially a small to medium-sized business, in the world of social media, but not just social media, uh, because that's people think of that as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, mm-hmm. but also uh, your website, WordPress, your security, your all the things that go into it, your marketing, your promotions, and all of that, we touch on virtually everything about your business.
1: We do. And uh, blogging is a big one. WordPress, definitely blogging. A lot of tips and tricks and techniques and things that, uh, you know, Mike and I have traveled and spoken at many locations, and we do this. This is kind of our therapy, but it's an opportunity for you to get free what a lot of people have had to pay to travel to and stay in hotels and all that stuff. So, happy birthday. How's that? (laughs) There you go. Oh, yeah. And and occasionally, we even come up with, uh, you know, we even come up with really good stuff. Like, uh, I don't know, it could be anything from uh, how to do something with your blog to how to create a Facebook ad campaign to how to analyze your click-through ratio and, and all that stuff. Uh oh, what's that, mm-hmm. Mike? We've got a news alert. Do you have something over there? <laughs> <laughs>
2: if that's the news alert thing, then I'm on it. I'm ready to go. Um uh, well actually my news, uh, well it really isn't so much news because uh you know, it's it's out there. It's whether or not you heard it or not. Um and you might be familiar with Cloudflare. And Cloudflare, um had a, what's called a data breach, and that data breach uh, let a whole bunch of, and now right off the bat, you're thinking, hey, I don't use Cloudflare, I've never logged into Cloudflare, I'm not part of this. So we've talked about data breaches in the past, we've talked about, hey, go change your password, here's how to, you know, use a strong password, all of that kind of stuff. Well, what you didn't know was the site that you visited is hosted on Cloudflare, And Cloudflare had a data breach that allowed all of your usernames and passwords and things like that, or a lot of them, to um, actually be found in Google. So (laughs) it wasn't like somebody hacked it, found out, and posted it up on the dark web and sold your data. It was just found in Google. And so they've removed all of the data leakage, uh, but... You know, what happens on the Internet is always on the Internet. And so people have screenshotted, people have saved, people have done all of that kind of stuff. So it's something that, you know what, it's important to you because, you know, your passwords and your usernames and your IP address uh, were leaked.
1: Mm. Now, you said hosted. Hosted. By Cloudflare, and Cloudflare actually is uh, also primarily a reserver, server a cache server. So right. uh, I have a client that is on Cloudflare, and at one point towards the end of last year, we noticed that Cloudflare was serving raw data. In other words, when you went to the website, you saw the scripts, you saw the the uh, server directories you saw information that you wouldn't normally see because cloudflare was serving it as plain text straight to the browser we didn't know at the time that it was some issue like this so we made some adjustments how we handled cloudflare Uh, and in our particular case we found out not only was it cloudflare's issue but it was our issue because it's a very robust it's a It's the largest WordPress website that I work on with literally, uh, I don't know, thousands and thousands of pages of content and thousands and thousands of photos and videos and things like that. So what was happening was we were using a local cache, um, WP cache, on the server, and then we were also caching through Cloudflare, their CDN, Mm -hmm. content delivery network. And for people that don't know, basically what Cloudflare does is it goes in and kind of makes a copy of every page that gets requested because you set your DNS to go through Cloudflare. Uh, If I'm Mm -hmm. getting over people's heads, I apologize, but if there are people that are listening that, that need to understand. So what you do, instead of pointing your DNS directly to your web server, you point your domain name service directly to Cloudflare. Cloudflare then in turn reaches out and grabs that content puts it on their server and generally stores it as a flat HTML file. So it kind of strips out some of the uh, scripting content unless you have it set up. Then it passes, I almost use the word parses, it passes all that information (laughs) directly to the user. So here's where what Mike's talking about becomes really important. And it's not if you have hosted on Cloudflare or if you use Cloudflare, but have you been to a website that does use Cloudflare? And how in the world would you know, Mike?
2: Right, because it's you know it's it's not it's not something you see on the outside of a website. So that's my tool. Actually, that that's how we got into my tool of the day, uh, which is does it use Cloudflare.com, which is a pretty smart name. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a pretty smart name for a simple online tool. And so if you're thinking about, uh, if you're worried about, if you're, you know, anything, you really just go change your passwords. But given that, you could look up any website and put it in and see, does it use Cloudflare? And it does a really good job. Um, Just put in a domain name and hit submit, and it'll happen.
1: So, you just go to um, does it use does cloudflare.com? It use Cloudflare? mm-hmm. com. And you put in the domain name. So, for example, if someone had visited uh, uh, my website, thekencook.com, they could go there and check and see if I use Cloudflare. Or if they went right. to areweconnected.com, they can check. And that's good. Uh, any Is there any more information that's provided there? I mean, if that person does use Cloudflare, then. Does it does it give them well, any if information that,
2: if that website because I want to make sure I want to make people understand this is it's the website that you visited it's not you you're not using cloudflare so the person let's take that out but um, if it does if it does happen to use cloudflare it'll actually tell you a little bit more about uh, you know what's going on and that kind of thing
1: hmm Uh, so I did, I ran my client's, uh, site through there and it says, wow, the website uses Cloudflare and therefore was subject to Cloudbleed. Now, Cloudbleed isn't on Cloudflare and it's not on my customer server. It's somewhere else because somebody has scraped that information and kept a data copy what they scraped from there. So the only way to know for sure, if you have been violated is, uh, to, uh, have some action happen, uh further down the road, you know? So if that happens, then you're probably going to have to follow through through a, a, a legal, um, course, but at least knowing if you visited a site, uh, where you put in information, it doesn't matter if you just visited it. If you put, if you have a, an account there, if you keep data there, right. or those kind of things, then, uh, you might want to, uh, you might want to call local law enforcement. This is the police
0: come out with your hand above both your head, you have the place surrounded. it.
1: <laughs> well, you know
0: one of the biggest
2: companies out there that uh people are gonna, it's going to come up for is Uber. Uber uses Cloudflare.
1: Ooh, and there's some sensitive data there? Yep. There sure is. Uh yeah, great tool, great story, very important and uh, I'm going to check a few sites that I use just to make sure. Now, I change my passwords fairly regularly, but after I hear about something like this, I'm going to change my passwords again um, on sites that I'm sure uh, where I have an account. That's maybe 100 sites total, Uh, and I've already checked five or six. I've already checked all of mine. So, yeah, good tip, Mike. That's that's a good find today. So, let's stick with the tools, and actually, Mike's kind of... uh, leads into mine this is a tool that i use fairly regularly when i'm speaking with a client during the initial consultation because mike i know you've said this i've said this every web developer i know has said this at one point uh they ask the question of the client who's your web host and what does the client say mike
2: um i don't know (laughs) generally
1: Generally speaking, so there is a website, and it's just as easy to remember as does it use Cloudflare because it is whoishostingthis.com. And the same thing, you just go to whoishostingthis.com, type in that domain name, click the button, and a few seconds later, it will give you the host. Now, the only time that that's a little iffy is if you're with a third-generation reseller that's a reseller of a reseller of a reseller. Then you get your you you might get the the primary company like Hostmonster or or whatever it is. But uh yeah, saves a lot of time when you're on the phone. There are other ways to do it, obviously. But if you're on the phone with a client or if you're, you know, trying to emulate somebody's <clears throat> borrow, copy, uh <clears throat> whatever word you want to insert there, uh <laughs> just go to who is who's hosting this dot com, pop it in and uh yeah. Mike's over there doing it right now. He's checking out. He forgot who hosts his website. So
2: That's right. Yeah. No, actually. Hello, what I was. Doing is I was
1: <laughs> Go away. I was
2: checking one of my clients because I'm actually a reseller and seeing what it showed for that. And? Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, it does not show me. It yeah. shows the actual the actual host. So it digs deeper, which is
1: kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, We're going to take a short break. Uh, Mike's going to go feed the chickens, (laughs) and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with our big topic today. In case you're listening, you might want to go invite your friends because this is going to be really good. We're going to talk about WordPress plugins. uh, What is one? When do you need one? How do you get one? How much does it cost? And all those good things. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then... I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out arwoodconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners.
0: Frustrated with your website? Can't get
1: it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day, regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used. Contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website,
0: make it work for you. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, sometimes I forget to mention until the end of the show, a lot of the music that we use in the show, in the beginning of the show, the end of the show, uh, all comes from a guy named Kevin McLeod. And I know, Mike, you use some of Kevin's things as well. Kevin's very gracious. Uh, as long as you give him credit for what he's done, uh, you can use his stuff. And then if you need to license it for a commercial uh, application, that's available really affordably. And I have, uh, I've sent him some funds over the year, Mike. But
2: uh, that's great. That's super.
1: Thanks, Kevin McLeod. We really appreciate it. Um, Before we get started into um, the topic, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up that's pretty important. And and I'm going to take a second to, to preface it. You know, now if you hear a song on the radio, you don't know what it is. You can just open up your Android, go to the Google app and click the microphone, then click a little music note. You don't even have to do all that, but uh, it will listen to the song and tell you what it is. You ever use that, mic? I know there's apps that do it, too. I you have ever done
2: that? not used that. That's great.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Even if you're listening to a television show or whatever, if there's music in the background, it can recognize the pattern, the beat, and the tempo, and all that stuff, and tell you what song you're listening to. You know what would be really, really scary? If I could scan your face and my app immediately tell me who you are.
2: Or take a picture of me, or take a picture of me in the background. I'm in the same cafe as you are.
1: Exactly. Well, guess what? (laughs) Right now, it's only in the public hands in Russia, but, you know, it's not going to be too long until it gets here as well. So what's happening is there is, and my Russian is, I speak Russian with a very heavy southern U.S. accent, Um, but there's a uh, Russian website called VKontakte, uh, where it's, it's similar to Facebook. You can post photos and things like that on there and what's happening is you can use this app um, to take a photo, scan a photo, take a photo like Mike said in a restaurant or at a museum or on the street or whatever and it will match that it will scan that prof- that photo and find those people on that social media site on be
2: contact on on their social media site or on all social media sites and
1: identify Right now on that social media site, but you know it's not going to be too long. I mean, right now, you know, if you're on Facebook and there's a photo of somebody and they're not tagged in it, Facebook will put a little square around their face and say, "Would you like to tag Mike Mueller?" Yeah, yeah. So what's happening in Russia is you got uh, nefarious folks taking photos of people on the street, going back to their computer, logging in, and finding that person and uh, stalking them. So we'll be talking about that a little more in the future.
2: Interesting. Yeah, so I looked it up, um, and VK is what it's called. It's the largest European online social media and social networking service. The largest European is what
1: it says, right, okay, so it's European, not just russian um happening in Russia, the story that i that I got uh so either either how uh it's obviously very large, largest in mm-hmm. uh, in Europe, so uh yeah, we're gonna be talking about that and keeping our eye on that in the future uh, let's get on to today's topic. It's something that Mike and I can speak freely about because we deal in this world every day but I realized from dealing with clients that first of all they don't really get what WordPress is they don't know what that means a lot of them actually I have a client who actually couldn't figure out why I was charging so much money to create a custom theme and a custom set of plugins and because WordPress is free and you know it's a do-it-yourself thing well yes and no Uh, if you're wanting some things that are a little bit out of the ordinary Uh, you got to do something either. You got to use an available out of the box add on or have something Mm -hmm. custom created, whichever. And today we're going to be talking primarily about those out of the box ones. Um, I think everybody has either an iPhone or an Android. And some people have both. If you're Mike Mueller, you got to have one of each. So do you have a windows phone too, Mike? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. So, uh, there are extensions for those things called apps. There are extensions mm-hmm. for browsers that are called extensions. And what they do is they just extend the functionality of that device. Before we had smartphones, we just had a phone. Now we have a phone, a camera, a maps, uh, Facebook. All of those are apps that go on there. Well, the same thing exists for WordPress. Uh, I'm not going to go back in and discuss what WordPress is right now because that's not really what we're talking about. We're expecting you already know that at this point. Uh, Mike, do you have an idea how many plugins there are in the repository right now?
2: Well, it's strange you should mention that because I'm actually on the repository right now. And what he's talking kind of about is actually it's called the plugin directory these days, and it's at wordpress.org forward slash plugins. Nice and simple wordpress.org forward slash plugins. Yeah. And, and how many are there? Almost 50,000. 50,000. 50. It's 49.139 right now.
1: That is a very large number of add-ons. Now, many of them do the same thing. So let's first talk about exactly what a plug does. And I'll take that one, Mike, because I know you're going to have sure. a lot more uh, insight on some of these other things. Uh, the way a plug-in works is, WordPress is like a stream of water that's constantly running. And there's every time somebody visits the site, there's information flowing through that. So there's a thing called the loop. And that loop goes around and around, and it looks at all these different things. It looks at uh, content for for the page. It looks at uh, the header, the footer, anything that WordPress uh, has that's um, going to be showing on your screen runs in that loop. Well, there are also these things called hooks, and those hooks kind of grab on. It's almost like sticking your, uh, sticking your oar in the water if you're in a kayak. it may, If you're in a river, it makes you go faster down the stream, so we'll call that a hook. So what happens is when this loop comes around, if there's a hook there, it just goes right into the loop. And whatever that hook is hooked to, it will run with that loop. So, you got this constant flow of information, constant stream of data, and we hooked into it. So, for example, let's say that you have a plugin that's going to put in your Google Analytics code. Um, You put this plugin in, you put your Google Analytics code in there, and now every time uh, WordPress asks for that header or footer uh, where you have your uh, code, it hooks and it displays that code in the background on your on your um, page that's a very simple example of it one of the most simple ones is uh, just to have a piece of text flash up every time you have a, uh, um, a page come up you can do all kinds of things on there there's it's really limitless what you can do if you can create a script that will operate on our web server you can hook it into the WordPress loop using, uh, we're going to talk only about plugins today, not custom functions, but you can create a plugin or or get a plugin that's already created, add that to your WordPress, and now <clears throat> every time whatever fires, whether it's, uh, it doesn't matter what it is that fires it, uh, it will display that information or use that information on WordPress. And I know that went whew, way over some people's heads, but uh, just want to give you a technical example of what a plugin is. Now, Mike, you want to put that in English for the folks?
2: Oh, good. I've been holding my breath, because <sighs> I know we lost half the listeners. But I'm going to say, so WordPress is is a program, and in nice simple terms, it's a program and it runs, and it runs and it does certain things, but it could do a whole lot more. And that's what a plug-in does, is it adds more to the program, so it allows it to do a whole lot more. And when I You mentioned hooks and loops, and mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind is Velcro.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: because that's actually, if you Google hook and loop, that's what comes up as Velcro, because it is hooks and loops. Yeah. And essentially what you're doing is you're Velcroing, when you add a plug-in, you're Velcroing. This is really, I think this is funny stuff. You're Velcroing that program to the WordPress program and it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. doing so much more. That's what a, that's what a plugin is to me.
1: Yep. That's spot on. Right. So the next question would be, we're not going to talk about what WordPress does out of the box because it, it's basically a, uh, just a, a container for your content. Uh, everything else that goes on to it is added to it. Themes, plugins, those mm-hmm. kind of things. We've already got our theme installed. We've already got our site up. We just want to extend it. So Mike, I'm going to let you take the next two because actually the next three, because uh, I know you like that, the middle one down there. <laughs> uh, so let us know. What what? How do you know when you need one?
2: Great question. So if you are, and 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 so clients that I have, uh, people who are building their own website and all of that, they, they go with WordPress, they go with a the theme, uh, they put a theme on it, and then they go, okay, but I want it to do this, and that's really great. Your theme probably doesn't do that. And but you really want it to do whatever, and so you have a vision you 've got something that you you know i'd really like it to show all of my i've got multiple authors i'd like to show all of my authors on the sidebar or I like this or I like that and there's probably what happens in the WordPress community WordPress is built by volunteers, and those volunteers have a set of instructions and they're going to make WordPress what it is but There's so much more that WordPress can do, and so what happens is it's open source, and anybody can go, hey, there's a real need. There's a lot of people who want this feature, and it's not going to be built into WordPress because everybody doesn't want that feature. So somebody gets together with other people, or they do it all into themselves, and they create a WordPress plugin. Um, You're on the user end, and you're thinking, hey, I really wonder if... I'd like, I'd like my website to do this. That's when you need one. That's the simplest, easiest thing. Hey, I'd really like my website to do this. WordPress doesn't seem to be able to do that. There's a plugin for that that will allow you to do that.
1: Yeah. and In, in fact, I will tell you, yeah. as a long-time developer, uh, when the WordPress project first started coming out, I said, ooh, I'm going to have to change the way I do some things. So, for example, uh, back in the day, if somebody said, um, you know, thanks for building my website, uh, I would like to add a blog to it. Well, I would create a simple code of blog for them and, you know, mm-hmm. charge them whatever, $800, 1200 1600 $3,500, whatever the functionality was. And WordPress came along and that was built in. I said, well, that's going to change things. And then I said, wait a minute. I have people coming to me and they say, you know, I'd really like to be able to put some some uh, photos and some listing information onto my website and I just wish there was a way that I could get the information directly from the MLS and those kind of things. Well then all of a sudden now you got a whole new world because Yep. I like to say there's a plug in for that. Now it may not work exactly the way you want it, but whatever you can think of, just about, there's a plug in for it. Exactly.
2: And like we said, there's 50,000 plugins in the WordPress. Uh, used to be called directory repository, and that's why people still refer to it. Um, the plugin directory we're going to go with. Um, and right up at the top, there's a little search. So finding the right one or the best one for you, uh, very simple. You just go over to wordpress.org forward slash plugins, like I said. And right up at the very top is a search. Now, you can also do this right within your website. You go to your dashboard, and you drop down to you've got plugins right underneath appearance, and you can add new, and it'll bring up the exact same search because it's going to pull in everything that's in the plugin directory. Mm -hmm. I tend to go plugin directory first because it's a little easier to search and find because we're looking for the right one or the best one. And how you do that, essentially... I'm going to say if a lot of people are using it it's probably a good thing and you can actually see uh, how many people have how many active installs are currently how many you know because it's all easily trackable and so WordPress does a great job and they'll tell you they'll tell you how many you know stars somebody has given it and how many people have rated this or you know rated that kind of thing just like all the apps everybody wants ratings and so you can go by uh, the number of stars, as far as that goes. But I also want you to look at when it was last updated. Oh, yeah. So this is, to me, this is a, I'm, I'm going to say it's a important part, but it's also a touchy part because what happens is somebody created this plugin and they did it. They, they worked hours on this and created this and then they put it up in the WordPress um, directory for free. As far as that goes, they gave it away, and anybody can download this. And now WordPress is rapidly updating these days, and they're changing. And every time there's a change, they've got to go in and probably change their code as well for the plugin that they wrote. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: that's a burden on some of these developers. And so what ends up happening is, okay, they haven't updated it in a while, or a year, or two years, or what have you. And that's a big issue because if you're using an outdated plugin, and not outdated, but it just
1: hasn't been updated in a long time, it may have a security risk to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that security risk may affect the rest of your entire WordPress website. Um, some months ago, a very popular graphic plugin called Tim Thumb had a uh, pretty severe hole in it, and it, it was used in because it was just a snippet. It wasn't a standalone WordPress plugin, but it was a snippet of code or a library of code that was used in a lot of plugins. And all of those plugin authors had to go back and change and uh, move away from Tim Thumb. Mm -hmm. So when you make the decision to get one and you go look for one, is there a way to demo one to see what it's going to do, or do I have to install it on my site to test it?
2: Well, if you have a demo site, that's the best thing that you could do. Is, ah. uh, if you've got a demo site, upload it, see if it works, see if it breaks. Because, you know, here's the other thing is make sure you're backed up. Make sure everything is backed up, your database is backed up. Make sure you are safe and secure and all up to date before you add a plug it always back up before you add a plug-in. Always.
1: Um, always. Always. <laughs> that's, uh, we you'll drive business to me aren't. if you don't. Oh, I know. And that's. I get calls from time to time. I've completely lost my website. I installed a plug-in, and I can't even get into my admin panel. Uh, would not, if I got a call today, it would not be the first time this year I've had that phone call. Mm-hmm. So when you're testing it, some of the things that you want to look for are how it looks with your site, because there are uh, there are standards for WordPress that each plugin is supposed to pass. Um, but there are, uh, especially when it gets into things like CNS, CSS and styling, that mm-hmm. it may not exactly behave the way that you want it to. Um, programmatically, it's been tested. Um, by a jury of the peers of the author, but uh, style wise that's a little bit of a different story, so you might look at how it affects the fonts, if it has a colored background to it, or if it's uh moving other objects out of the way, or things like that very important to uh to look at. What other things would you look at when you're testing Mike
2: well, you know for and I want to go just one step back when you're back over on uh the depository, go ahead and check out, see if it's supported as far as that goes. So when you actually look at a particular plugin and you're thinking, okay, should I download this? There's usually a couple tabs, installation, frequently asked questions, and that kind of thing. There's also change log, which is going to be probably way over your head. But look at support. There's a tab for support. And support is, to me, even though, okay, you're, and we I think we just glanced on how much all these plugins cost. They're all basically free. They are free in the WordPress depository. There may be a premium version of all this um, Mm -hmm. that they, you know, you're helping to support that developer, but look at support and find out are these people who have built this plugin, are they actually supporting people who have, because even if it works on everybody else's site, that's no guarantee that it's going to work on yours. And, you you know people are going to have problems and so look at i'm going to say look at support and see you know was this question asked and 3 months later somebody still hasn't answered it or you know are they quick on the ball and actually supporting the people who are using the plugin
1: exactly and that happens uh, in fact i've been to plugin support sites and i see questions that were asked 8 months ago Five months ago, twelve months ago, and there are no responses from the developer so um, you know the good news about it is if you really want that plug, you can go ahead and get it and then you can hire someone who knows how to manipulate it to to make it work the way you want it to but the the best idea is to try to get as close as you can out of the box, and it'll save you a tremendous amount of money. but with getting plugins also comes some responsibility um, if you work. <clears throat> And let me, I'm going to throw out a caution here. And I mentioned this on the show before. There are a lot of overlays for the WordPress editor. Um, the mm-hmm. WordPress editor, as it is, uh, is kind of like sending an email. So there's a lot of things you can do in there. And then it's kind of limited with some, some other ways. So there's some pretty powerful, potent plugins that can be laid over the top of that that allow you to uh, kind of drag and drop and put things where you want it to. Uh, I'm going to throw out a lot of caution about that, a big caution to you, because I've picked up quite a bit of work from people completely and utterly destroying their website using some of these visual composer overlays. Um, and there are multiples out there now. It makes it yeah. seem easy to use, but what happens in the long run is it actually obfuscates or uh, it occludes. It doesn't obfuscate. It occludes the the native programming which makes your website work and to be visible across multiple um, multiple browsers and devices. I'm sure you've run into that, Mike. Have you not?
2: Oh, a lot. Quite, quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So be careful. If you're doing that, if if you know, if you're just hobby hobbying with your website, that's one thing. But if you're depending on your website to actually do something for you and get your name out there and build your brand and create customers and uh, which it should be that should be the place all that's happening that doesn't need to be just happening on Facebook in fact your Facebook needs to be driving them to your your WordPress site where you can own the content how many times can we say that we can't say it enough right um right so your your responsibility is first of all to yourself and your customers to make sure you're not just putting junk on there because it's available and i know that those visual composer plugins um They make it look so appealing because it it gives you the thought that you can now create a website just as good as the pros can. Uh, You can't. I'm sorry. You cannot do it. You might create one that looks okay on your computer, but go to somebody else's computer. Maybe you're using a Mac and somebody else is using a Windows, and maybe you're using a 1028 screen, and somebody else is using a 1600 screen. Uh, Yeah. no. (laughs) <laughs> so that's my, exactly. that's my word and it, it also
2: they have a tendency to break other plugins so the plugin that yes. you had before that that was working wonderfully all of a sudden it's it, it not working
1: yep and in fact I uh, had a call the other day someone was using a particular visual composer this was very popular and it's actually coming with several themes now and they'd installed a plugin on there and the whole website just went to wonky nothing would happen. Uh, in fact, they had an online store and the customers couldn't, uh, select sizes. Uh, they couldn't press the submit button to order. That's kind of important, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I figured it out very quickly. I said, look, you're using this and I know you've probably got your whole entire site built on it. It's, It's actually one of the worst things you can do to yourself, uh, for WordPress. Uh, I actually wish, that as a community of WordPress developers, we would rise up and say, you know, if you're going to create these things, and, and if we're going to allow them into the WordPress directory, plugin directory, then they need to not violate um, the standards that we have for development for the community. So I'll put my soapbox back. And so Mike said they're most of them are they're free. If they're in the directory, there's a free version. Sometimes they're hobbled. Um, so you can test them out. they might not have all of the features that are available mike i don 't have a problem at all having a customer buy a, an extension to a plug when it saves them i mean i could make three or four thousand dollars by making their plug do the same thing. They might be able to get the pro version for fifty nine ninety five per year for i 'm sure you 've run into that as well right
2: uh absolutely. So there, there's a number of uh, – absol- the, the only way to get a proper version of what you want something to do uh, sometimes is to buy the paid version. And mm-hmm. the paid version keeps that developer working on support. It repays them and, and does a good thing. I mean, the best things in life are not necessarily always free. Sometimes it makes sense to pay the bucks.
1: Right. or well, when it comes
2: to, just pay the bucks
1: when it comes to things in the capitalistic society which is business related uh yeah you you're, you're going to have to get off the wallet from time to time so my my question in here was are they easy to make if you wanted to make your own plugin are they easy well they're easy for me um, but that's what i do not so, easy for me they're not easy because there are so many moving parts that you have to pay attention to. It's it's easy to make a simple one because you can actually go out online and find one at one of these uh, how to build a WordPress plugin uh, websites, and you might have to pay fifty nine dollars for the class, and you end up with a worthless plugin. But at least it shows you how to create the basics of one. But get to get into all of the scripting and the functions and all that stuff. No, it, it's not easy. Uh, if you want to have one custom developed, uh, even a very simple one is going to cost about $300, uh, and there are some out there. I'm actually still working on one right now, and I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but it's a lot of money uh, And because of what it does. Um, so don't think that if there's not one available that does exactly what you do that it's going to be simple because – just because you can license one for $59 for a year or buy one for $39, don't think that that's all it's going to cost to have one made. Uh, right. Because you're talking about anywhere from hundreds to thousands of hours of coding at anywhere from $80 to 125, <clears throat> 80 to $125 an hour. Um, yeah, they're not that easy to make. It takes time. And it takes understanding. I've, one of my favorite ones that I have out is uh, a catering uh, plug-in for restaurants. And it's extremely valuable to the restaurants. Everybody that has it in uh, tells me that they've increased their revenue by 35 to 40%. And that's a tremendous amount. So what's it worth to you if you own a restaurant to improve your increase your revenue by 30 to 40%? Uh, I'm going to say you if you go. had to spend a few thousand dollars on it, that's a good investment. Absolutely. So that's a lot of stuff, but uh, a couple minutes left. Uh, anything else we should tell the people that they should know about plugins?
2: Um, I'm going to say, well, I'll, here I'll give you a quick and easy one. If you if you need a plugin and you're not sure what plugin, you can ask questions. Ask questions of smart people. If you need a plugin built, don't call me. Absolutely, that <laughs> is not in my wheelhouse.
1: Call well, they can, they Ken. Can,
2: Email they can call Ken.
1: You. <laughs> they can call, you and can I'm
2: just call. gonna say, what are you doing? Calling me? Call again.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, keep them updated. Make sure your plugins are updated. Uh, <laughs> easiest thing to do on WordPress is make sure you're updated, right?
2: Absolutely. One click. Uh, well, yeah, two clicks.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, it's at three. the most. Oh so, well, uh, yeah. Well, it just depends on where you're starting. If you're on that one page, it's just two yeah. clicks. So, uh, yeah. I think that's about it for this week, though. Um, can't think of anything else. If you got questions, I'm on Twitter, at TheKenCook. Mike's at Mike Mueller. He's at AreWeConnected. I'm at TheKenCook.com. And I think next week we've got a special guest. Is that right?
2: I believe so. I've got to confirm, but I believe we do. He said okay, yes well, when I talked to him last week.
1: All right. We'll pay attention to the uh, Facebook page, and uh, we'll make that announcement when we get it out. Help Mike feed his chickens. And uh, we're going to be back next week with some, some really cool stuff. Hello, man. Yeah, hello, man. It's time to say bye, Mike.
2: Bye, Mike.
0: Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio. With your host, Ken Cook, and co host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry?
2: Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.